Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. It is time for another happy hour. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you get to take this moment to relax however you would like. If you are drinking, please drink responsibly, no matter what it is. Peek behind the curtain. We are <laughs> recording two happy hours back to back. Oh, so this is kind of a teaser because this one's going to come first. <laughs> True. Oh, so this is kind of a spoiler, but we are going to be talking about a beer called Brave Noise, which has a really interesting story behind it. And this is from local brewery where you used to work, Samantha, yes. Orpheus. Orpheus yes. Brewing, very great company, supportive people, good friends. Still see them, love them. Hey, friends. <laughs> hello. That wasn't to you, that was Orpheus. I was saying hey to. I was saying hello as well. Oh, okay. You're so I thought you were ready. responding to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was also saying hello. Thank you very much. But it is a tall boy. So we thought we yes. would just continue on to drink it. Yes. It's very delicious. It's a pale ale. This is how we were drinking responsibly ourselves. Instead of trying to do several drinks in a show, we were like, this is a big boy. So we're going we're gonna to go through two episodes with it. Yeah, one day we should... We should look into some of those terms in the alcohol industry that may or may not be sexist, probably are. I think Tall Boy mm -hmm. would be interesting. But True story. that is for the next happy hour. We will dig into this beer and all the amazing work that is behind it. For this one, I wanted to talk about something that I called the Cold War. I would love to know if you have a term for it or any listeners, if you have a term for it, if you do something similar. I know I've discussed it before, but... This is, the Cold War is a sort of precaution that I put in place wherein I do not initiate contact with straight men in heterosexual relationships, even if we are really good friends. I sometimes break this rule when I am drunk or if there's something relevant 
like like an event we're both, you know, involved in or something, something where it's clear we've already had kind of a pre-established understanding we're both interested in it, then I will slip up. But in general, I do not do it anymore. And this is probably within the past five years I've instituted this. So I let the men in this control when and how to contact me as an Instagram, Twitter, text, whatever that is. <laughs> and it, my therapist recently pointed out like how very sad this might be. <laughs> I feel like it's, okay, so, and we're going to have to come back to all of this because it's opening up so much. Yeah. But this is also that same conversation of uh, keeping safe. Mm-hmm. And in my head, it was never a big thing because I know what you're talking about. And in my world, I didn't have a title for this because I didn't necessarily do this. It just didn't happen. Mm. I guess you can say I am a girl's girl, meaning that I will always lean towards being loyal to the ladies. Mm -hmm. I am one of the weird ones that have always felt that way, uh, maybe because I just did not care about relationships growing up and or watched all the bad relationships. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. many a times where it would turn on the women, like how women just really hated each other when a cheating situation happened. And if it involved two women and one man, it was such a weird thing that the guy came out of the squeaky clean. And I'm like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. But all of that to say, when it came to married men, being young, I was very naive and thinking that just didn't happen. Right. Why would they contact me? Why would I contact them? If you have a wife, I'm probably, or if you're in a long-term relationship with a woman or the partner, rather, I am probably going to contact them first. Like that's never been a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that's different for me for like long-term friendship friendships. Right. So I do have a couple of guy friends that I've never talked to the girlfriends beforehand, maybe. And mm-hmm. so therefore, yeah. It's, but it's not like I have intimate conversations with them. Right. So there's like, it's just, that seems like off limits to me. And when mm-hmm. I say intimate conversations, that could be also casual, how you doing? Like mm-hmm. that seems random to me. Other than <laughs> if we're all checking up on each other as a group. Right. Right. It's It's funny and kind of upsetting how... This is still, like, I only just watched When Harry Met Sally for the show. And that's one of the, like, key points of that movie is, like, can men and women have platonic relationships? Like, only two years ago, a a good male friend of mine asked me this. And I'm like, well, we're friends, aren't we? (laughs) BT Doves, this is a Sex in the City episode. Oh, always. And I believe, I think it's called The Cold War. Oh my gosh, I or thought some I came kind of up reference with this. to it. Oh, I thought I came up with it. Because it's like, it's a weird power dynamic in a strange way too. But it's like, I'm not going to contact you until you contact me. And you're kind of feeling out the other person. I, this makes it sound like I've had a, a million instances yeah, of this. Yeah, it but, is actually called the Cold War. Oh my God, I thought I came up with that. Sorry, Sex boo. in the City beat me to it once again. <laughs> once again. <laughs> once again. <laughs> No, yeah, I think um, there's such a weird aspect because this whole, like, I don't contact you is also, for me, the mind game that I have when I'm dating someone new. Mm-hmm. I won't be the first one. To, I won't be. He has to show me he's interested first. And right. it's not because I'm a woman. It's just because I don't want to be seen as overbearing or too eager. Right. No, totally. That's... I feel that too. And it's just funny how much thought goes into sending your like smiley face texts. 
<laughs> like, when do you send it? How do you send it? What gif or meme yes. is just platonic and what gif and meme are like, yeah, take my pants off. Exactly. These are the questions. These are the questions. These are. I tried to explain this to my mom once, and the look she gave me was one of, clearly she had no idea what I was talking about, <laughs> but was trying so hard to, like, be supportive. Right. right. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. So this whole Cold War thing is something I started doing after I did get burned several times of thinking, yes, this guy's in a stable relationship like you, Samantha. Like, I'm good. Because of that, there can be no misinterpretation of flirting. Even though, like, I'm not flirting. But this is, again, like, when we're going back to how we victim blame women or how, like, if something, if you attract unwanted attention, then a lot of times you go back and you're like, well, what did I do? Was it some signal I sent? And that very question, was it some signal I sent, is one of the things I was like, okay, I want to stop. I I don't even want to risk sending this signal. And I mean, we're talking about very, that's serious, but in general, this is kind of silly, but it is, this has happened to me. And I felt so upset because then I started thinking like, well, was that all what all of this was about the whole time? And then I felt like a monster because I ruined their relationship, even though I didn't. But right. I felt like I did. And so because of all of this, I just 
started to, I want to remove that from the table. And it is sad because I, I do have a lot of dude friends that I'm really close to. And in the industry that we work in, it is predominantly men. And I am friends with a lot of our coworkers. Fortunately, I'm very lucky in that regard. But I don't, I think twice. <laughs> I don't want to get, send any message that could be misinterpreted. And I've also been called naive for assuming like, okay, in a stable relationship, at least to my appearance, heterosexual relationship usually. But I don't really know how I feel about that because that, that feels like it's either assuming that people are sh- Platonic relationships aren't possible. Our relationships just aren't meant to last. I don't know. I, I mean, I get, I am naive, but I do think <laughs> that's such a weird thing to we're just like, oh yeah, just he's just interested in having sex with you, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. It is. It's this like, first of all, you feel like as a person who is taught to be humble. Mm-hmm. Why would you think that about yourself? And, and right. like to think that about yourself is feeling very narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I wouldn't think that about myself. But yeah, but I'm with you in that. Yeah, but. I don't want to come in thinking that dude's a bad dude without knowing that and assuming that way. Again, I also had this weird rule. And I remember with some of the guy friends that I had that I wanted to remain close. I was like, I really hope you date someone. You you end up with someone that we both like because if Mm -hmm. she doesn't like me, I -hmm. won't be around. I can't be around. I know this because I will not be, whatever reason, I will not be the contention in your relationship. Right. So that that was, and I've been fortunate that most of my friends have had great people in their lives. So I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Of course, some of them, we had to work some things out. But like, because there was this obvious, like you've been around, and I think you know this, for the long-term friendships, if I've been around longer than you and you have these inside jokes, there's this moment of feel, feeling alienated. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Right. And is it jealousy or is it just feeling insecure? Or both. Right. It could yeah. be one and the same, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There are those things like that. And we've talked before about how, again, sort of a joke, but you know, when your friend gets married or has kids, it's sort of like, well, it was nice knowing you while I did. (laughs) Right, right. So there are some elements to that. I do think, and this is for a bigger episode, but I do think there's an element of a lot of times when this happens, I'm... In the examples I'm thinking of, I am younger and or nerdier. And I don't, I just don't, I'm not interested. And for some reason, I think that interests people. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't know. There's a whole level to, for me, I was a nanny. So as a woman of color being a nanny, Mm. it was almost the stereotype and assumption of Mm -hmm. not only are you this, but you're for the use of this. So it was weird. Like, And it happened a lot, but this, to me, happened the most in that situation of being a nanny. And it was a weird, like, why are you sexualizing me in such a way that I was like, I'd gotten an advance. Like, someone kissed me, and I was like, what is happening? And his fiancé was, like, down the hallway. And I was like, what are you doing? And I had to, like, pull away. And, of course, like, they were drunk is an excuse. Like, And I've had, like, bad situations that I'm like, I thought this was going a completely different way. What is happening? So there was definitely moments of that that happened. But again, it was weirdly enough, most of the time when I was 
a nanny. And I think that's a yeah. whole independent conversation that we could dive into. We're not going to right now. But yeah, like it was just this vulnerable right. level of like, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's also a layer of um, the cool girl conversation of if you're not, like obviously when you're in a long-term relationship with someone, it's not what we see often in media. Right. So if you're... <laughs> it's strange to put myself in this mindset, but it, it's almost like going on a vacation where it's like, oh, this looks so much better because she doesn't come with all this baggage, perhaps. But she does. You just don't know it because you haven't right. been in a long-term relationship with her. Right. And that again, this is something that I have learned from and no longer naive and automatically assume the worst about right. men. And we're mm-hmm. not doing the all, not all men. I don't want to hear that. Don't give me that. But the lesson in this is, okay, it's happened more than once. Right. To the point that people I had trusted and thought could be trustworthy were not. Right. And so therefore, I will not put myself in this situation ever again. Right. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. It's another situation where we're putting the onus on women, on ourselves, to remove ourselves from the situation. And that is touching on like that whole like, oh, I couldn't resist because did you see what she was wearing? And all of these things where... She was being nice to me. Exactly. She smiled at me. She listened to me. (laughs) People don't do that unless they're interested. Right. (laughs) Romantically and sexually interested. 
that yes, it's reached the point where we put in protections like this one. I'm also thinking of the woman in this heterosexual relationship, who I often know, but not as well. But I don't want her to be like wondering about what my intentions are. And I think it just points to a whole host of problems around these stereotypes about how we perceive every interaction between men and women as romantic and sort of this general culture of understanding that men gonna cheat, but somehow at the same time, the woman is being paranoid. Right. I think the pressure to not be that paranoid girlfriend leads to some women, yeah, swallowing their worries and never voicing them. And that is another reason why I'm like, well, I'm just not gonna (laughs) right wipe my hands, remove myself from this situation. Right. And of course, the Sex in the City episode yes. we'll go into is different than this, for sure. Uh, but it is that distrust between singles and married women. That's the kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. But again, it's that whole level of pitting women against women. That, yes. That's kind of that bigger narrative of like, what is this? And why is it that, again, women are responsible and or women are the angry ones or women are the, you know right. at fault? And it's kind of like, why are we putting all this on women. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have a complicated relationship in trusting our own on top of that. Yes. Yes. There, There's so much, <laughs> so much going on with this like social media tool I put in place. Look! So much. <laughs> it, it's true, but I have, I have been burned before, like shocked. And then you feel terrible Mm-hmm. And you start thinking, well, did I lead them on? And I've like gone back through every message before. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't mean for it to be interpreted that way. It just felt awful. And that that's more of that victim-blaming stuff. And so I just... It is sad. I'll, I'll like compose a message and then delete it. I mm-hmm. feel like I can't be open and it, it makes me not trust myself and my own understanding of how people and particularly men in this case perceive me and the value they place on me. Right. And Samantha knows sometimes I get the urge to do what I call relationship audits where I'll show like a woman like, look, look at these texts. I've never done anything suspicious. <laughs> Which is messed up. You do. Like, that is messed up. But I I just want I don't want to mess I don't want to mess up with the relationship. I don't want to be perceived as flirting or cause issues and I it's happened so many times now. And I know it's not my fault but it feels like it. Right. And I'll even like one time I like frantically told a woman like I'm asexual. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me. <laughs> Which is stupid and awful. Oh. I mean, there's those moments of having to be, I know for a lot of the LGBTQ, asexual, I'm, I'm a lesbian, I'm bisexual, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, I am in a relationship, I am polyamorous, so we are, like, you're, you know, in this level of, like, don't fear this title, right. or fear this title. Like, it's just, like, you have to put it on in order for the people to see you mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah, well... It's unfortunate because it is both true and also shouldn't have to be used as a, <laughs> basically, a, like, excuse or right. example. Or just uh, being able to be like, no, this is, my lifestyle doesn't have to be for your standards. This is my standards. Right. But have to explain it instead yeah. of just being. Yeah. And then, you you know, a lot of times, in my experience, you'll get the inevitable, no, you aren't. Like, you are using that as an excuse, which you are, but it's true. (laughs) Right. And we've talked about how messed up that whole thing is. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because we talked about it. 
in our past book club on asexual, and I just read this book called Dubcot, and it talks about, like, if no has no value, then what the hell are we talking about? Like, it has to be a legitimate answer that we respect. But anyway, <laughs> this is so much. It is. And speaking of, it's not like this thing can't happen in gay relationships, but for some reason, I'm far less worried when it comes to texting a woman in a relationship with another woman about them misinterpreting what I'm doing. And I, right. I think that says a lot as well. I think there's a lot of cautiousness in mm-hmm. general in gay relationships that there's so much stigma about if you're gay, that means you're attracted to all of that right, sex that right. you're attracted yeah. to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that you want all of them and you're having to like show real quickly, no, 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 that's right. not how this works. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people are already on alert. So therefore, they're also just as cautious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think... This is a lot is on my mind for this happy hour, but there's so much we could unpack with just a simple like text. <laughs> and I, I know that this is controversial, but I have had friends that have cheated. I'm still friends with them. I don't think cheating is right. It hurts me. It has hurt me more than once, like deeply hurt me more than once. But it does take at least two to tango. And often I see, I can see how things happen if it's like a repeated action then that's when I'm like, mm. <laughs> Right. But it's it's extremely hurtful for sure. And I've become so worried about playing a part in someone's relationship falling apart or even just the thought of people thinking that I might have cheated, and especially the woman in this case thinking that I might have been cheating, that I've just removed myself. And I'm so worried about the perceived intentions from everyone involved. It's It's unfortunate. Uh, it, it's uh, it's on one level it is kind of silly because it's like I could just shut it down I guess but it is hurtful you know it's a, that right. moment when you are like oh that's what this was right but that's the other part is you don't quite know you don't want to assume right and also just because you say you're not doesn't mean they're gonna believe you right that's true I mean it's just upsetting on a lot of levels <laughs> yeah and I hate that this is the case and I think that it's like another outcome of our like rape culture and how we see romance in the media and what we expect of men versus what we expect of women and a lot of other things like that but I mean I it's ridiculous that I think I cannot text a straight man without my intentions being misinterpreted yeah yeah so (laughs) cheers to the cold war (laughs) oh maybe ending it one day yes yes hopefully we can we can reach a happy end to the Cold War. In the meantime, listeners, if you have any thoughts like this, if you have a name for a similar system that you have, please <laughs> email it to us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. 
brilliantly boring since 1865 as a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated, PNC Bank a National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.